It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's a great football team with a lot of moral fiber and a lot of character, and they showed it. Shout, a Buffalo football podcast, hosted by Matt Perino and Ryan Talbot. No place else you'd rather be than right here, right now. When it's too tough for them, it's just right Presented by Syracuse.com and NYUP.com. The Bills make me wanna... What is up, everybody? Live from Dorado on Park Avenue in Rochester, New York. Just a few minutes from uh, St. John Fisher University, where I've spent the last two weeks on a dorm bed. And I'll tell you right now, I, my wife, I have, I've only seen her a couple of nights over the last two weeks. I, she's, she's up here today. She's like, how are you doing? I said, my back is killing me. And I cannot wait to get home. Can you imagine being at in a dorm room and sleeping on a dorm bunk as an adult. Couldn't imagine it. Well, I'll tell you right now, I'm in pain. All right, so this is the Shout Buffalo Bills podcast brought to you by Wing Nuts, which is on location here at our lovely host, Dorado uh, Mexican Cuisine, the best margarita in town. And actually, right now we got for one night only, how about this, the Shout Garita, which I'm about to sample live on Shout. We got 85 people watching live right now. Hit that like button, subscribe as well. Let's see how it tastes. Spicy, very spicy. That is a delicious thing here. All right, I'm here with Ed and Alicia. They are the creators of the best wing in Buffalo, Wing Nuts, which... So I got to tell everybody, Wing Nuts came to Rochester, and AJ, he's he's back there cooking them up. He he surprised me. He said, "We're gonna go live with these." Well, here he is, AJ, the man, the myth, the legend. He's been back there cooking wings all afternoon since noon. And the problem was, he texted his buddy Chris and said, "We need more wings. We're almost out. They're gonna go through about sixteen hundred wings today." That is unbelievable. This has been such an awesome event already. We have a lot of Buffalo Bills to talk about. Today was day 10 of training camp. It was a closed practice. So everything we're going to talk about tonight, you're going to hear about for the first time. But before we do that, I want to get to our, it's become tradition. We're going to talk a little bit about wing nuts, a little bit about the history. What do you got for us today? Well, about 10 years ago, I was making wing nuts hot sauce. And if you've ever gone to the store and bought a tablespoon, this is what it looks like. And it's nice and shiny and all pretty. 
And when I was making the sauce, I left the tablespoon that I was using in the hot sauce for about 10 seconds. And I took two steps, turned around and went, oh, my gosh. And I pulled it out. And this is what it looks like. This is how the comparison is of how pitted and stained it got from 10 seconds of the hot sauce. Yeah, that, that um, I, I actually carry these around when I'm at froth to show people because they they go crazy for the hot sauce. So, yeah. So, Alicia, I'm going to let you guys get out of here and go eat some amazing Dorado food in a second. But think back for me when you guys were in the kitchen on Kenmore, Knights of Columbus. Did you ever think you'd come out to Rochester for a pop up event and yet sell out of wings in under eight hours? Never know. Uh, we hardly ever had that many wings in our store. We sold maybe by the two with the two of us a thousand wings in a day. So for this to be what it is, it's fantastic. Awesome stuff. All right, everybody here, give it up for the creators of Wing Nuts, Ed and Alicia. Thank you so much. All right, everybody. I'm going to bring in my tag team partner right now. He doesn't need any introduction, but I'm going to give him one anyway. Ryan Talbot. What's up, Ryan? Hey, not much, not much. What a turnout tonight here, Matt. Yeah, it's cutting off your head, man. Like, listen, we've been producing this podcast for a while together, but um, it's been a tough week for you. We had that whole incident at the end of the podcast a couple days ago when I was asking you to turn it off and I was doing the spin rooney and you did it. Now you come in here, you cut your head off. What am I going to do with you? You know, I don't know, but uh, we have some spare heads floating around here in the back that uh, Syracuse.com brought with us. So. I, I heard about this. I think you tweeted it out. You had a really clever tweet, which is kind of your MO, which is very good. Thank you. Um, so you weren't here today. We got a lot of bills to talk about. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you so much. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the channel as well. If you're driving around in Rochester, what are you doing? Get over here to Dorado Park Avenue right now. We'll hang out. Ryan and I are going to be, you know, I don't know if you're going to be closing down the place tonight. You got school tomorrow. But we are going to be here for a while talking bills. And I want to start with what I think was a huge development in practice today. Because we started this insider chat line a couple of, of weeks ago now. And we've been fielding questions about various people on the Buffalo Bills. And the person that keeps coming up is Dalton Kincaid. And by the way, if you want to become an insider, it's really easy. Just text 716-528-6727 right now. That gets you in the club. Two-week free trial, $3.99 a month after that. Dalton Kincaid made what I think was the play of training camp right now because of who it was made by and the play that was actually made. So Josh Allen went back to pass. He was look, going through his reads. He zeroed in. And by the way, is that... That is, I, I have that same Under Armour shirt. I thought I saw it through the thing. I was like, I thought I saw myself in the mirror for a second. I'm sorry. So Dalton Kincaid working against Matt Milano over the middle. Josh Allen surveys the field, sees his new tight end, delivers a bullet over the thing. Tyrell Dotson, who's competing for a middle linebacker job, is like, I'm not going to let Dalton Kincaid catch this pass in front of everybody out here, which, by the way, was friends and family. There's a lot more friends and family than I thought. It wasn't as close as you think. Dotson gets his left arm. Dalton Kincaid has his only his right arm to try to make the catch as he's falling to the ground, diving for the play, secures the catch, makes it all the way through. It was a huge moment for him. He had three catches in practice. What do you think that means for him as we move over the next couple of weeks towards the first preseason game? You know, Matt, I think it means exactly what we've been saying the past few weeks. Dalton Kincaid is going to be an immediate contributor for this team. 
Uh, Bills fans over the past few years have been a little frustrated with the slow play of rookies. Dolan Kincaid has answered every single question about can he handle the playbook? Can he handle uh, getting acclimated to this system, being a contributor? I was not shocked when I saw that uh, you mentioned that catch, the body control, going to the ground, hauling in a, a catch like that, because that's kind of just been the MO of Dolan Kincaid since he's been here, Matt. And I think that the Bills really went into this draft and said, we need someone that can contribute immediately to this offense. There was a run on wide receivers, but the Bills, they like, like Kincaid more than that wide receiver group. And he's shown why so far. Great hands, great job thus far at camp. Yeah, and I think for Kincaid, you haven't seen a lot the last couple of days because the Bills have been running a lot of run-heavy team drills. So, you know, today, again, that first period, they're using James Cook, Damian Harris, Latavian, Latavius Murray, um, pretty much all the running backs. Darrington Evans got some work here as well. And I thought a couple of things happened. Number one, the physicality of this practice today was at a level that we haven't seen up to this point in, in camp. And I know a lot of Bills fans are going to be excited about this. Spencer Brown was the best offensive lineman on the field today. And I thought he kind of set the tone for the offense from a physical perspective. By the time they got halfway through practice, I think Tyrell Dotson was absolutely sick of them because the two of them got in a little bit of a skirmish and ripped each other's helmets off. But I think at this point in camp, I think Dawson Knox was the one that um, talked about it on WGR this morning. You want to see that. Guys have been going up against each other every day in practice. You want to see that passion, that that energy come out a little bit. Yeah, and listen, I mean, these have been some hot practices too, Matt. Usually the heat gets to you a little bit. Uh, we usually see fights before this late in camp, so nothing unusual about it. It's just what happens when your competitors going against the same guy, like you said. But Spencer Brown specifically, he is another player that we get a lot of questions about in the subtext. And, you know, can he hold up? It, it, are the Bills going to be okay with him? He has been solid throughout training camp. He had one down day thus far. Uh, Spencer Brown is a mauler. He is a large, large tackle, and he's had some ups and downs with the back injury last year, missing some time, not having a true offseason. But this year he's coming in focused, looks ready to play, and, and that right side of the line could have two big, big guys on it, depending on how that guard battle uh, turns out. Yeah, if you want your uh, cookout to turn out perfectly, head over to Tops right now because the best burger deals in town are going on with over 30 ready to grill burgers tops is the place to pick out the juiciest most delicious burgers in town from beef and turkey to chicken and veggie you'll find something for everyone taste the flavors of the world with unique toppings and twists on the classic burger tops world of burgers is yours to explore shout out to tops uh the title sponsor of the show now did you have any wings yet tonight I have had a screaming Perino tonight. So I saw this on the drive over today. Wingnuts released the my official wing. It's called the Screaming Perino. Now, I was talking to Owen, your son, off to the side. He put down nine of those bad boys. What is the, uh, what's the review? He loves them. He says they are great. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Why don't you tell everyone uh, the ingredients in this wing there, Matt? Um, so, yeah, somebody was making fun of me about this uh, a minute ago. Is there anything... Uh, that I got to know about there, AJ. So inside this wing, they use Jamaican jerk and ginger to create the perfect blend uh, of spices and, and heat uh, for the perfect wing. You think that's funny? I, I did think it was pretty okay. funny. And, and listen, they're a hit though, Matt. A lot of people have been trying them tonight. They love them. All right, let's get uh, on to uh, another player that I want to talk quite a bit about right now because 
the line we talked about Tyrell Dotson, who I thought actually did make a couple really good plays today. He was kind of in on a couple. I thought really affected the run game at times, uh, which I think you want to see from your middle linebacker. But Dorian Williams, the the rookie third round draft pick, big fan of wing nuts, by the way. Um, we haven't seen a ton about him. We haven't written a lot about him. We haven't talked a lot about him on the show. But I feel what what's starting to happen is the game is slowing down a little bit for him. So they're, you know, 12, 12 hour long days in the meeting rooms, going over the defense and figuring out a way to put him in the best position to make plays. And today we saw him be a factor in the run game during team drills. And then they unleashed him on a blitz. He ends up sacking Josh Allen because what they were doing, they were kind of funneling in some of the, you know, second and third teamers into the first team drills, which I think is a great idea by Sean McDermott. Get Dorian Williams some experience, get him some confidence. That was a big time play for the rookie. Yeah. And real quick off topic, if you have not been to a Bills training camp practice yet, your head will spin with all the substitutions that they are doing on defense. They are uh, moving players in and out at a rapid rate. And, you know, going back to Dorian Williams, we had Bobby Babich at the podium uh, on Sunday morning, and he had high praise for Dorian Williams. He said that Dorian Williams has been phenomenal in terms of, uh, you know, inside the meeting room, inside of, uh, of learning the playbook. But he says when you come from college, especially a smaller college, the playbooks are different. There's a lot more to this system in Buffalo than there was for him in college. And he feels like there's a learning curve, and that's very common. You know, you look at what, at what Terrell Bernard did last year. He struggled to learn the intricacies of this playbook. In year two, looks better. Dorian Williams, though, is picking things up quickly. He is working on the outside behind Matt Milano. But anytime that you can kind of sprinkle this rookie in, I think is a good thing for the Bills. Speaking of sprinkling something in, I want to sprinkle a little something into the podcast. we got a, a couple more observations that we have to talk about. But if you're here for Shout, how many of you know about my Uncle Tony? You guys remember this? No? I brought him on a couple episodes of the show before. Yeah, I mean, I got family here. Even the family members aren't shouting out for Uncle Tony? Come on. There we go. Thank you. So Uncle Tony is a proud subscriber to Shout. Uh, he's a Buffalo Bills insider. Uh, Shout Buffalo Bills insider. So he can text us questions any day, time, day or night. But you know what? What's that saying? You can't teach an old dog new tricks, right? He still brings the list of questions every time he sees me. So we got to go over the list of questions here. He said, on a recent podcast, you and Ryan addressed the lack of confidence in Kyle Allen as Josh Allen's backup. We talked about that yesterday. And I will say, Kyle Allen, much better day-to-day. -day. He had an interception to Christian Benford. We'll talk about that in a minute. But I thought much better. And Sean McDermott talked about it today. He's coming into a whole new system. This is going to be something where – I think it's going to be a walk-before-you-run type of situation for Allen. The preseason games are going to be very important. Is there another position where insufficient depth is a legitimate concern? And we already talked about tackle, so I'm not going to let you use that one. Come on. Come was, on, I'm putting you on the that spot. That was my go-to because I, I definitely thought offensive tackle uh, was weak, and, and you're right. We'll, we'll talk about another position. But tackle is a, still a concern to me, Matt, because behind your starters, David Questenberry's had some struggles uh, his versatility will probably land him on this roster. They'll put the ability to play guard and tackle. Tommy Doyle, though, coming back from a serious injury. Uh, and then you have a lot of younger players that are relative unknowns there, too. Brandon Shell, a journeyman. So tackle is still, you know, 1B to my backup quarterback argument. But looking across this roster, you know, it, it's tough to kind of pick a spot because I like the D line. They're deep there. The uh, linebackers solid, too. 
I guess if I had to pick a spot, I, I think that uh, you get some question marks after that top five at wide receiver. Yeah, let's. Um, I, I'm going to flip this a little bit, but before we do, we probably went too long without addressing Deion Dawkins, who left today's practice, uh, banged his uh, hand at one point, left practice, was gone for about 10 minutes, returned, seemed like he was in good spirits, but he was out of his pads. He had a, a, a bit of a wrap on his hand. The Bills are calling him day-to-day. -day. Now, here's the thing with Dawkins. We'll have an update on him. The earliest is probably Wednesday when we get a chance to see if he's practicing or not. But I think the indication or the listing of him of day-to-day -day is much better than if they would have put the week-to-week -week designation on that. That could be something where he rests it for a couple of days and able to return. Maybe even for – maybe he could play in the game on, on Saturday. Now, they're not going to play him. Uh, he's their franchise left tackle. But I think day-to-day – Leaves me to believe that it's a better situation. Yeah, day-to-day -day designation is generally something where you see them back within a few days. Uh, but as you already mentioned, I think the Bills would be better off just kind of sitting him out for a little bit, going with some of those veteran options or backup options at tackle to see what they can do in live game reps because if a David Questenberry holds up in a preseason game, maybe then the confidence builds a little bit in the, in the depth of that position. So you don't want to rush any of your franchise or key starters out there, especially if they're banged up. Let Deion Dawkins heal up here. Uh, maybe the second preseason game, you get him out there for a series or two, depending on how long you play your starters. So I'm going to flip the question that he asked, and I'm going to talk about what I think is sneaky, the deepest position on the Bills. Sneaky. Slot cornerback. Now, slot quarterback can mean a lot of different things. Obviously, Taron Johnson is the starter there. But I think the depth there with potentially Taylor Rapp playing that spot in a pinch or maybe even combining with Taron Johnson on the field at the same time, we've seen a, a couple of multi-DB looks throughout training camp. You have Saran Neal. You have Cam Lewis, who you know they love. And then you have, um, did I mention Saran Neal? And then Taylor Rapp. Then you got four deep there, and I think that there's some other players on the D Marlowe can play big nickel. They have a lot of really dependable players at that spot. And I think that that's going to lend itself to Sean McDermott being a little bit more creative with how he plays the defense. Yeah. So, you know, for concerns that you may have about backup quarterback or uh, tackle, this team is very deep in, in several spots, uh, slot cornerback safety. We've talked about it. I think they like their cornerback room quite a bit too. Defensive line is extremely deep. So this is a roster where if a player does go down in most spots, Matt, they do have a quality option waiting in the wings to step on this field. Uh, but when it comes to that, you know, slot cornerback, you're right. That might be like a sneaky position where they have a lot of depth. If you're watching right now, thank you so much. Live on YouTube, over 250 people watching live. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the channel as well. Shout out to Tops, the title sponsor of Shout. And of course, Wingnuts. Dorado that are making this wonderful event happen here today. Let's talk a little bit more about Christian Benford because it was a big day for him. I mean, we were two days, we're two days removed from talking about this thing being a wrap for Benford. And now all of a sudden he is back in a big way. I don't played yesterday only because it was the pads weren't on. And I kind of like pushed that down in terms of relevance when you're evaluating this thing today, he comes out. It was mostly Dane Jackson with the first team, but a second team splash play. It's what, why I've kept Valen Spector kind of in the, the periphery of the middle linebacker competition because he's making plays on the second and third team. That's what Benford's doing. How much does that keep him into the mix? Because he picked off Kyle Allen today. It 
absolutely keeps him in the mix, Matt, because they're not sure what they want to do at cornerback yet. Now you're talking about a player that has three interceptions in the past two practices, one against uh, Josh Allen, two against Kyle Allen. He is reading plays really well. He's jumping routes. He's showing a lot of confidence. So if he can come out and continue that this week, if he shows out in the preseason and is the most impressive of the cornerbacks on Saturday night or Saturday afternoon, that is, Who's to say that maybe he doesn't start getting those first team reps next week? Indeed. Where do you want to go next? I was just uh, I was just admiring your beard. They did a really good job on the big face, like really blowing up your goatee. And apparently somebody in the comments said, uh, Talbot's goatee greater than Perino's hair. So listen, it's, it's a great goatee. I don't goatee. believe that. I don't believe that. Uh, let's talk about <laughs> maybe the uh, other biggest catch of the day. You, you had two big catches of the day or plays of the day. So what was the other one? So we got to start with Trent Sherfield only because came from Josh Allen. It was a big time highlight play and i i thought that allen hung in the pocket offensive line gave him enough time to kind of work they didn't blow the play dead he's able to get rid of the pass and it's it's one of those dropping in a bucket passes right like he's throwing it probably 30 30 ish yards away uh front left of the of the end zone right by the pylon and sherfield gets in between two players i think it was taron johnson and jordan Poyer makes a sliding play and you see trent sherfield get up he kicks the ball in celebration and i i think that was a result of just the physicality of the practice. He got into it with Kyer Elam earlier in the practice, but a really good play. And another one of those boosting type of plays for Trent Sherfield, who I think has found himself a really regular role in this offense, maybe even more so than Deontay Hardy, which I would have had that flipped maybe a week ago. You know, if you were to ask me who's had the most impressive training camps, I, I think Sherfield would end up in my top five. He's been solid. He's made plays. And this started in the spring. Josh Allen raved about him when uh, he was playing in the spot of Stefan Diggs. So Sherfield might have a sizable role on this team. And, and it's important to remember that he's coming from a Miami Dolphins team where he set career highs in receptions, yards, and touchdowns one year ago. You throw him in an offense now with Josh Allen. You throw him in an offense where they have Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis, Dawson Knox, Dolan Kincaid, a guy like Sherfield is going to fly under the radar and he's going to have an opportunity to really produce. Um, where I want to go next is something that a little bit off the beaten path. I don't think a lot of people are talking about the, the, the depth wide receiver and cornerback competition, because honestly, with how good this roster is, I don't really see a path to the 53 for either of these guys, but I do want to talk about them as definite um, priority practice squad candidates. I've been really impressed with Tyrell Shavers, the undrafted free agent. Um, we talked about him a couple episodes ago. Today, him and Alex Austin, seventh-round draft pick for the Bills, were battling. I mean, on one play, you saw Alex Austin. I mean, hand-fighting at the line of scrimmage, trying to get separation for Shavers. Austin getting a pass breakup and, and celebrating it. And then Shavers coming back on the next play, and you saw um, – you know, Austin, a little bit away from the play, Dean Marlowe gets a hand on a ball, tips up in the air. Shavers makes a really nice concentration catch to keep the drive going as the Bills were moving down the field uh, left to right uh, on your TV uh, or, or on your radio dial. It was a really, really good practice for both of those guys, and they're competing, and I think they're pushing each other, and I'm going to be interested to see what Austin does with his opportunity on Saturday in the preseason game because I think he's going to get a big one. Yeah, so first with Tyrell Shavers, Matt, much like Justin Shorter, this was someone that was highly recruited coming out of high school. I mean, he, he was talking with Alabama, I believe UF, USC as well. And now the Bills kind of get him, and he's come in, and he's made plays throughout training camp. He's shown really good hands. Now, is there a path to the roster for him? Probably not. 
but you can get him as a priority practice squad type of player, develop him further, and maybe he'll have an opportunity to make that roster the following year. Uh, Alex Austin, you know, he played in a multiple scheme defense in college and zone was one of them. This is just like Christian Benford, where when you have uh, Benford in and he has that knowledge of the zone defense, just like Alex Austin, he can come in and there's that level of comfortability where he, he probably feels ready to, to contribute immediately in this system. And if he has a nice preseason matchup or games over these next few weeks, maybe he stakes a claim for a final spot. Uh, we are at Dorado in Rochester. Uh, Bill's training camp, there's only two days left. I mean, for as, for as much of a grind as I feel like it probably is for players, it is a bit for us in the media who are out here throughout the course of the, the two weeks. It goes by so fast, and now we're sitting here looking at the last two days of this thing. So I wanted to pose a question here. We could talk a little bit about it. What do you need to see in these final two days in advance of the preseason game for guys that are kind of jockeying in some of these really important position battles? Well, I want to see further development from the backup position. Kyle Allen showing more comfort at backup quarterback uh, because I didn't think that it would be a real competition with Matt Barkley, and it kind of has been to this this point in time. But in terms of the final roster spots, Matt, who can really stand out at linebacker? There's going to be maybe one or two depth spots there, cornerbacker in the secondary. But to me, the biggest spots are on that D-line because how deep are they at both spots? at least six deep, if not more, they're fighting for jobs. They're fighting for opportunities. They're fighting to make this team as practice squad or maybe sign somewhere else. I think the Bills had three or four players after they were cut last year get signed elsewhere to 53-man roster. So teams are watching, and with how deep the Bills are at D-end and D-tackles uh, specifically, I think there are guys that are not just playing for a chance with the Bills roster, but a chance to make a roster somewhere else in this league. With Dawkins going down today, it was uh, David Questenberry who went in with the first team offense, which I thought was going to be a bit of a nightmare for Josh Allen. Um, Questenberry hasn't had a great camp. He's coming off of an underwhelming season last year after the Bills brought him over from Tennessee. But I thought he held up pretty decently in pass protection. There was one rep, uh, like I was alluding to earlier, Boogie Basham was in with the ones getting sprinkled in, and he had a great pass rush got the would-be sack on the play, which I think is sneaky, a, a huge confidence builder for Boogie, who well, I don't think he's had a bad camp. I just don't know if he's been able to showcase what he can do just because of how the Bills are using him, where he's playing, who he's going up against. I mean, when you're beating Richard Garage and Ryan Vandemark, no disrespect to either of those players, you're not really, I don't, I don't think, you're not earning the same kind of, you know, respect from the coaching staff or, you know, wanting to move you up as opposed to maybe working against a Questenberry or in the best case scenario, maybe against a Spencer Brown. And listen, this is the beauty of the preseason, Matt. You're going to get guys that have been working with the third team that are going to get some second team reps or that are going to get some starting reps in some games because the Bills don't usually play their starters much. And if you put them alongside some players that are a little bit better at their craft and, uh, you know, you, you talked about Questenberry, you, you put a solid left guard it next to him you put a solid center in mitch morse next to him he's going to play at a higher level most likely because the faith in the players next to you if you're playing on the third team there's a lot of responsibilities but there's also probably some subpar play around you as well so the preseason is a nice mix and match of talent and it's going to really help some of these guys shine in crucial moments um i did uh somebody's asking in the comments about cam lewis who went down in practice yesterday he didn't participate today and actually ed oliver was out today as well. He's dealing with some back soreness. Uh, Cam Lewis had a groin, so that's good news because I thought it might have been a head issue the way that he took that hit. So 
Um, he's dealing with a groin issue. He was all smiles with his kids after practice. So I think he's, he's doing okay. He's at least in good spirits, but again, it's something we're going to track and how much could this potentially affect Cam Lewis? Who's really one of the, I think biggest bubble names out there because of how much I think the bills like him, how good of a training camp he's had. And this kind of reminds me of a couple of years ago. Remember when he first came on, he had a really good spring uh, uh, training camp. He had a good preseason. Then he had the concussion, took him out. He didn't end up making the roster, and it kind of like set him back a little bit. Yeah, so it could definitely factor into the final determination of the Bills for the 50-man roster. But if I'm looking at it, you know, in terms of the big picture, the Bills have seen a lot of Cam Lewis late over the last few years, and they know what he can do. They know how much versatility he brings to that defense, and he's grown. He's developed in this system by leaps and bounds. This is the kind of guy that you want to keep. You want a reward for the way he's played over the past few years, and he's not someone you want to give up just because there's someone else that's healthy. So I do think that this year is an opportunity where so maybe oh. – big big update. Uh, they found more wings because the wings have been going pretty fast here at Dorado. Wing nuts came out. Um, I'm going to post a picture on my Twitter of how they're cooking them in between the two restaurants. I mean, AJ is an absolute beast over there. Uh, they're cooking away. The orders are coming in and the good news is they got some more wings. So that's, that's great news. Yeah. Bill's mafia over 2000 wings are probably going to be gone by the end of tonight. It was 1600 a few hours ago and these wings are still coming out left and right. All right, so um, I want to go with uh, another question here from uh, Uncle Tony. See if I can find it here on my my little picture here. Listen, I gotta support the insiders, right? Even if they're not, even if they're not sending in the text line, if you can get get me in person and give it to me, uh, I will answer it. While structuring and planning the format of your early podcast, oh, he's going deep. This is uh, off the beaten path. Did you and Ryan agree to adhere to a specific philosophy? And if yes, could you tell us about it? That's a better question for you because I kind of I kind of just threw all this on you. Yeah, I mean, I, th I think that's it. Matt kind of said, hey, podcasts are the way of the future. Uh, just follow my lead and you'll be okay. And hey, here we are. Did so. I ever say that actually? No, you did okay. not. No, no, he did not. Say, what no. a jerk. No, would have been know. really fitting with the Korean Caribbean <laughs> jerk in my uh, my chicken wing here. No, but Matt had that background doing videos and things like that from his time at the USC uh, UFC. So it has really helped out in terms of building this show up from where we started to what we're doing now with different segments. And, you know, we, we pre-planned some things based on what we've seen at practice, what's going on throughout the week. But we also kind of just feed off of one another back and forth a lot, too. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing that I've always thought was cool with us is taking the conversations that we have every day, whether it be via text or phone, and bringing it to the podcast and having some fun. I mean, listen, I mean, you had one of the most popular lines uh, of this season of the show uh, on a couple episodes again. I'm not going to bring it up again. I feel like we've moved on. Uh, you know, this is a family event. But, no, I think you, uh, the dynamic that we build, I think, is the reason why it's been so successful is because we're really good friends, too. Um, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I always tell my wife, I think if I looked at who I text the most throughout the week, I mean, you could probably give her a run for her money. We're talking every day. I know. Well, uh, my, wife, my wife just chimed in. She said, for sure. Um, so yeah, definitely. We, we, we talk a lot. We have to, it's part of the job. Got to talk bills with all of you too. And by the way, if you want to talk even more bills with this guy right here, look at this beautiful goatee. He's got his own fat head somewhere floating around this place. You can text him anytime you want. 716-528-6727. Send a text, become a shout Buffalo bills insider. Ryan, 
We're almost at 300 subscribers. It is. Listen, I love it. We got a couple right here. Phil Money in the house. RJ's in the house. Uh, oh, oh, come on up here. Insiders, come on up here. Get on the show. Why not? Speaking of which, speaking of like, oh, geez, where's Pops Mafia? I think he's in the house here tonight, too. Get him over here for a minute. Where's the Pops? Come here, Pops. Get over here. You're always commenting on YouTube. We're going to get you live and in person. Um, give me a little testimonial here, Phil, if you could real quick. How, how's the insider been? Is it, okay if, is it okay if I hold the mic? Yeah, you can hold it, but you got to hold it right here, right up there. Yeah. Right up here. Let me tell you something, folks. These two guys, and I just came back from SummerSlam, so I'm in a promo mode. You got to sign up for the insider text. You got to do it. Every single – oh, there it is. Oh, okay. Oh, we're really close. Please sign up for the text messaging group. It is great. You get so many insider texts. It's worth every penny. Trust me. It's worth every penny. Every single penny. That was awesome. All right, great stuff. Pops, get in here, man. Let everybody see this beautiful face. Pops, Mafia in the house. I got to tell you right now a little story. When we started this podcast what almost four years ago now, one of the regulars on YouTube all the time before I ever saw you at training camp was Pops Mafia in the comments. You're one of the most dedicated Bills fans I've ever met. I see him every day out at training camp. My man. Then. I was living in Texas then, by the way. Yeah, I only moved here three years ago. And where do you live? You live in Rochester? Yeah, I live in Rochester now, over in Greece. Yep. So give me your hottest Bills take of training camp because you've been out in every practice. Well, obviously, Kincaid. I mean, that guy does not look like a rookie at all. I think he's going to be legit, legit player for us. And I'll give you a little inside thing. Tim Settle told me he's dropping new music right after camp. Ooh, okay. So some new songs coming out from Tim Settle. So if you ever listen to him, he's good. All right, give it up for Pops Mafia here on YouTube, man. One of my faves. Oh, thanks, brother. Appreciate it. RJ, get in here real quick. Another insider here. I'm going to ask you really quickly, what is the biggest benefit of becoming a shout a Buffalo Bills insider? Well, I get to see Ryan's big head around here. Oh, his big head, sorry. And then yours as well. But uh, lifelong Bills fan, and it's you get that inside in-depth my wife yells at me because my phone's always going off. I'm like, oh, no, it's just Ryan. It's just Ryan. It's just mad. It's just mad. I'm like, all right, well, whatever. And, but, no, it's it's the thing that you get before you get online, before you watch the news at night, whoever you're watching. And it's just worth every single penny. All right. I, we, we asked uh, – yeah, I can. Get out over here. Hey, everybody here watching uh, at home, everybody here at uh, Dorado, let's shout it out for my man Ryan who helped put this thing – together the man the myth the legend right here what do you got i uh, just want to let everybody know uh we are officially at 1800 it's sold out on chicken wings appreciate you all for coming we love you all anybody that's put in an order the order will be fulfilled but we have sold out boom all the wings are gone so if you came for the wings they're all gone I, I, we apologize for that this has been an awesome event um final thought ryan tal before we get out of here because we got to go talk with all these Awesome Absolutely. Bills fans. Yeah, I thought Bills Mafia, it's, gonna, it's starting to get tight here on this uh, race for the roster. A few more training camp practice and preseason games. Stay tuned. Stay locked in with us, and we'll have you covered. We're off tomorrow. I'm going back to Buffalo for one day, but I will be back here on Wednesday in Rochester to cover the last two days of training camp. They're really important ones, and then we get to the stadium. I cannot wait. We need a little football uh, back in our lives here in Buffalo. Look at that beautiful face. 
Get on in there. Ryan Talbot. I'm Matt Perino. This has been Shot of Buffalo Bills live podcast. We'll see you on Wednesday.